prayers are inspired by the souls. Where better to go than souls of praise to our God? And isn't it wonderful that we don't need a Zoom link, but we have a link to God every single day, any moment, any hour, any time. God is always there with us. We have that hot link always at our fingertips. Oh Lord, how great are your works. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are all your deeds and your righteousness endures forever. You say, see how the flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin. Why do we worry? And so today we sing for joy to the Lord. Whatever our circumstances, whatever our needs, we shout aloud to the Lord of our salvation, our strength, our song, our shield. entitled Lost. When we have lost our roots in society, lost connection with family and friends, when stress and fatigue overwhelm us, we lean on love without limit nor end. When we have lost all sense of identity, when struggles seem endless and tough, when normal is toppled by crazy, we lean on Christ, for he is enough. When loss is our unwanted highway and alternatives cannot be found, when all that we have has been shaken, we lean firmly on Christ's solid ground. When fear hems us in like a torrent and peace is a long lost best friend, we lean on the one who will carry us through, God who loves without limit nor end. Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 21. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. How good it is to sing psalms to our God. 
How pleasant and right to praise him. The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem. He gathers in the scattered Israelites. It is he who heals the broken in spirit and binds up their wounds. Who numbers the stars one by one and calls each by name. Mighty is our Lord and great his power. His wisdom is beyond all telling. The Lord gives support to the humble and brings evildoers to the ground. Sing to the Lord a song of thanksgiving. Sing psalms to the lyre in honour of our God. He veils the sky in clouds and he provides rain for the earth. He clothes the hills with grass. He gives food to the cattle and to the ravens when they cry. The Lord does not delight in the strength of a horse, nor takes no pleasure in a runner's fleetness. His pleasure is in those who fear him, who wait for his steadfast love. Jerusalem, sing to the Lord, Zion, praise your God, for he has strengthened your barred gates. He has blessed your inhabitants. He has brought peace to your realm and given you the best of wheat in plenty. He sends his command over the earth and his word runs swiftly. He showers down snow white as wool and sprinkles hoarfrost like ashes. He scatters crystals of ice like crumbs. He sends the cold and the water stands frozen. He utters his word and the ice is melted. He makes the wind blow and the water flows again. To Jacob, he reveals his word, his statutes and decrees to Israel. He has not done this for other nations, nor were his decrees made known to them. Praise the Lord. So I want to look at praise this morning and I want to look at three things. First of all, why? Why praise? I think Psalm 147 gets us off to a good start with this one. It starts off with praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. And it ends with the words praise the Lord too. Many songs are written as songs of praise to implore us to praise the Lord. Praising God is not a command, actually. It's not a demand. It's not even a legal requirement. It's not a gateway to heaven. Verse one simply says, how pleasant and fitting it is to praise God. It's pleasant, it's fitting. In fact, even the 10 commandments don't order us to praise God. They tell us that there should be no other God but him. They tell us to keep the Sabbath day holy because God rested on the seventh day. But the Ten Commandments don't actually order us to praise him. But there is an implication that he is worthy of our praises. Jesus himself didn't instruct us to praise him. So he's far from egotistic, but he implied that worship was a regular part of life. He visited the temple. 
He talked about how we should worship in the spirit. He gave us pointers. And I presume that you're here today to praise God. You can praise God from a place of worship and you can also praise God from home. But the psalmist indeed sums it up when he says how pleasant and fitting it is to praise God. Pleasantness. Hmm, what is pleasantness? In the dictionary, it says giving a sense of happy satisfaction or enjoyment, as in a very pleasant evening. Synonyms for pleasantness are enjoyable, pleasing, pleasurable, nice, agreeable, satisfying, gratifying, and so on. Wonderful, warm feelings, aren't they? And on the other hand, the antonym, the opposite of pleasantness, is unpleasant, disagreeable, and nasty. I wonder if you need a little bit of pleasantness in your life today. I wonder if you need a bit of praise instead of unpleasantness. What exactly does praise do? Well, when we praise, it prevents us from grumbling. When we praise, it celebrates the positive. When we praise, we become outward looking, not inward looking. And when we praise God, we focus on his perfect and perfect in goodness. Perfect on the focus on the fact that he's good and perfect. I'll say that with my teeth in. Likewise, when we praise or affirm people, we are also focusing on good and perfect things rather than the negatives. So if you've been feeling grumpy and miserable lately, it might be more than the fact that we are watching news which presents negativity and the sad stuff in life and sorrow and unpleasantness. It might be because you've lost the pleasant art of praising God, lost the art of lifting your gaze above your struggles. Does the Bible insist we pray, praise? No, not really, but it does expect us to want to praise the God who loves us, the God who created us and looks out for us. Why do people long to return to a place of worship after the pandemic? It's because people love to sing praises to our God and people feel the benefits. I don't believe people are longing to return just for the tea and biscuits, although sometimes it is. But usually it's a longing to praise the Lord. And we can praise the Lord from home. And thankfully, we have the Internet that can provide that. But we can do it alone as well. It doesn't have to be corporately, although that's always a benefit and a plus. In my experience, I don't think I can ever remember anyone saying they felt worse after coming to church to praise God. Possibly one in my lifetime, I can't really remember. Most people say they feel lifted, they feel encouraged, they feel embraced, they feel loved, they feel cherished, they feel special, and they feel closer to God when they praise, when they focus on Jesus. Many years ago, when gyms started coming into fashion, when I was uh, knee-high to a grasshopper, I remember being kind of indignant and saying, well, why on earth would anybody want to work out in a gym when we can run outside in the fresh air in the woodlands and the hills? Why would we want to punish ourselves and pay for the privilege of exercise? But guess what? I do it now, and my exercise often takes place in a gym. Why? Because on the whole, we feel motivated by others exercising alongside us. Exercise alone is fab, 
is great, but exercising alongside with others is fab too. We are all called to praise God together or at home alone. Both of it is fab. Perhaps we've done more praising God at home recently and we're just longing for that corporate praise as well, but both types of praise are valid and important for our Christian walk. And I think you probably agree with me that COVID has done many things this last year. One thing it has done is shaken us up to see where our priorities lie. If our priority is exercise, we will have continued exercising throughout lockdown, regardless of whether the gym was open or not. Similarly, if our priority is God, we will have prioritised praising God, whether we're home or not. Church is a place of motivation, a place of praise, a place of honour to him. But we can also praise and honour God at home alone. What do you call a mushroom who loves to praise God? A fun guy. You know, it's good to praise God. I'm going to try and bring up my next um, slide, so to speak. When should we praise? In the Psalm 147 that we heard earlier, Nehemiah and his people had finished rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem and they were restoring the gates and resettling the people. And they had called a great assembly for celebration and dedication. And this psalm was likely written for that occasion. It was a coming back, a little bit like coming back to church after COVID, I suppose. So when should we praise? Clearly from this passage, we hear that we should worship God corporately, not just alone. Special occasions, harvests, coming back by ourselves. There are so many ways in which we can praise God. When should we praise? I wonder what inspires you to praise God? A glorious sunset, perhaps? A walk around the garden? Maybe the rosy flush of a sleepy, innocent child asleep in your arms? Hymn singing, perhaps, which is a loss for many people during COVID. What about a carved image of the cross or a lighted candle? Or maybe a great big bar of chocolate stuffed through your letterbox. Thank you, Lord. But what about choice? What about intentional choice? To praise God, whatever and whenever. Those of you who do go to the gym or go for runs, um, and sometimes when you go for exercise, you might feel like leaping out of bed in the morning and it's the most natural thing in the world to head for exercise. And yet other times you may not feel like it. Oh, my legs ache, I've got a cold coming. It's too cold to go out today. And, but do you know, often when we make that effort, we invariably feel elated that we did. And we return home feeling energized, good and pleasant. Perhaps it's a little bit like praise. It's good to have an intentional plan to praise God, whether you feel like it or not. And perhaps the, most, the best praise we can offer is when we really didn't feel like praising. To praise God when we feel low or despondent, or when it feels as if your whole world has fallen apart and when everything seems to be going wrong. My dentist appointment was cancelled the other day. Apparently there were teething issues. When do you go to the dentist? Only when you get pain, when you need it? Or do you go regularly? Re worship should be regular, 
not just when we need God. Apparently, the presence of praise is voiced continually in heaven, and so should our voices too be lifted up in praise to our loving God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, we are told to rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We are to have an attitude of joy, thanksgiving and prayer at all times, no matter what the circumstances are that surround us. It's good to praise God for everything, we don't have to praise God for bad things and tragedies. It just says that we should remain joyful no matter what is happening in our lives. It's because we have the Lord and in him we shall overcome no matter what the devil is trying to do to us. So we can count our blessings like the old faithful hymn goes. Count your blessings, name them one by one and be surprised by what God has done. In fact, maybe it's better to praise God by choice and deliberate intention than to only praise God when we feel like it or we're motivated by a sunrise or a sunset. I don't know why I mentioned sunrise because I never see them, it's too early in the morning, but there we go. It's easy, to, it's easy when God visits us and when he answers a prayer, when he works miraculous in our lives to praise him. It's so easy when he does great things and we see it and we witness to it and we react to what God has done. But I think it's even better, not just to be reactive and respond to the awesome, but to be proactive and praise God before we see those wonderful things that he does for us. How good it is to sing praises to our God, how pleasant and fitting it is to praise him, says the psalmist. Maybe the psalmist here is saying in so many words, the next time you choose to moan about something not going right, let's choose to praise God instead. Next time someone chooses to pinch the last parking space just in front of you, praise God instead. Next time you're in a rush or dashing home and you come across a diversion that holds you up, choose to praise God instead. Next time you decide to take the healthy option and walk instead of drive and then it lashes down with rain, let us choose to praise God instead and trust him to work it all out. I have to say I'm preaching to myself because so often when time is short and I'm dashing around and something happens to interrupt that, I moan and complain and say, Lord, why did this happen? Why did that happen? And I need to listen to my own words and praise God and say, Lord, I know you're in control. I don't understand what's happening, but I choose to trust you and praise you. You are great. You are mighty. Two teardrops were traveling down the river of tears and one asked the other, who are you? I'm a tear from a girl who loved a man and lost him. Who are you? I'm the teardrop of the girl who got the man you lost. You know, it's if we wait till everything is going perfectly in our lives, there's a chance we will never praise God. Sometimes the alternative we wanted and didn't get may be the best option for our lives. The psalmist says, it is good, it is fitting and right to praise God in all circumstances because it brings pleasantness into life and heart. So next of all, who deserves our praise? 
who deserves our praise? I think you know the answer to that one. Luke 4 said in our reading earlier that Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and he was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. Everyone. They saw he was worth praising, but then some fell away. I don't know why, maybe due to familiarity in his teachings and miracles after a while, or perhaps finding other things to praise in their lives, like money or humans. Psalm 147 gives a few reasons why we should praise God. Because he builds up Jerusalem, he gathers the exiles, he heals the brokenhearted, he binds up their wounds, he determines the number of stars, he is great and mighty in power. He sustains the humble and covers the sky with clouds and supplies the earth with rain. God's love is endless. His power is unfathomable. He makes grass grow on the hills and food for the cattle. And he offers eternal life to those who believe. He is so worthy of all our praise. I upset my gardener yesterday. I did apologise and said, sorry, mate. I wasn't having a dig. It is so easy to dig and to upset and to irritate and to undermine and to spread unpleasantness. But how about we dig deeper into our well of praise and, and just ooze pleasantness and goodness. Psalm 145 says, I will extol you, my God and my King. I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. There are many things we can praise God for. His position, he is almighty. His power in all his mighty deeds in the creation of the world. His personality, think of his goodness, his righteousness and compassion. His preeminence, because he made all things and he has no rival. His provisions, he is the provider of everything you and I need in this life and his presence. You know, when we say for people, I'm here for you, God is all the time here for us all. And finally, for preservation, he protects us. He preserves his people. I don't know how many reasons you have to praise God today, but maybe choose to praise him anyway. Thank you. Majesty, God of heaven, living in me, gentle Savior, closest friend, strong deliverer, beginning and end. All within me falls at your throne. Your Majesty, I can but bow. I lay my all before you now. In royal robes, I don't deserve. I live to serve Your Majesty. Ship you, 
services held by Teambridge Methodist Circuit Coastal Section. Full videos can be viewed on their YouTube channel. Music is taken from worship audio tracks, all rights reserved. <laughs> 